What is going on, you guys? My name is Justin, but you can call me Jay Swag. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Swag. Appreciate you stopping by, giving a listen, and hanging out with us here. Um, we're here to talk some wrestling. And uh, <clears throat> believe it or not, we are already coming up on another premium live event for WWE. Feels like SummerSlam was just a few weeks ago, which I guess it technically was. Um but it feels like it's not in three days um, for me. It just feels like the, the build has been really, really tough. Um, I, like they, they've done what they can. I think there's a couple matches that they, they've done a good job at building. There's a couple I forgot were even happening, and there's some that feel like they're kind of just thrown on the card. As of right now, there's six matches on the card. I don't believe that number will change at this point. They may add one more on SmackDown, but I don't think they will, to be honest. Um, I don't think they're going to try to shoehorn a Bloodline um, match for payback. Um, but... It just feels, it, this feels like the most B pay-per-view in a long time, I'll say. Um, and obviously there are certain things um, that, you know, may have pushed a couple storylines off uh, by a couple weeks. Um, you know, namely the very unfortunate and uh, heartbreaking passing of, of Bray Wyatt, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, last week. Um You know they they did they did definitely try to spend a lot of time on SmackDown this past Friday. You know honoring him and Terry Funk as well, um, and just trying to celebrate them and their careers and still put on a good show without you know feeling like they were just glossing over those two big losses in the wrestling community. Um, you know, namely the the bloodline segment with Jimmy Uso returning was just completely scrapped, uh, which again, I, you know, I think was probably the right idea. Um, and, you know, so now I, I don't know if that a match between Jimmy and Jay was ever going to happen at payback of all shows, but um, who knows, maybe that got pushed off as well. But I just, I think, um, I think it just is overall is a is a PLE that just hasn't been um, taken too good of care with, I'll say. Um, but that will not stop us from talking about it. That will not stop us from predicting it. Um, so, with that being said, let's let's hop into it. So, first match we're going to talk about is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Uh, that, that name always trips me up Trish Stratus um still cage match between the two of them their match got bumped off of the SummerSlam card due to time which is incredibly unfortunate and unnecessary and uh just 
a real bummer of a sign of the times of how women's wrestling is still just really not at the forefront and not taken as seriously as the uh, a lot of the male super uh, storylines and matches. Um, and unfortunately has now caused this feud to be extended out an extra month and it was already overdue of a... Um, Oh, uh, what's the word? Payoff. Um, the payoff of their one-on-one match at SummerSlam was already coming too late, and then to now bump it another month. I think everyone is really just ready for this uh, this feud to be over with, unfortunately, which is a bummer because it's Trish Stratus, you know, being basically full-time again uh, since... Was it the Royal Rumble? I can't remember exactly when she came back, but in plenty of time to build up for WrestleMania. So we've had like several, several months of full-time Trish Stratus again, which no one ever thought they were going to get. And um, unfortunately, right now, it's just not what anyone wants anymore, at least, you know, this this feud with with Becky anymore. Um, So with that being said, this, I think, is pretty clearly going to be the last match and interaction between Becky, Trish, and Zoe Stark. Um, I hope to God it is, Um, especially with it being in a gimmick match like this, you know, to quote-unquote keep Zoe Stark out and have it just be the two of them. Um, You know, with this being the payoff, you'd have to imagine it's going to be Becky Lynch getting the, uh, the W here. Um, as we predicted correctly a couple months ago at um, Night of Champions, um, Trish Stratus got a not-so-clean win over Becky Lynch there to then eventually give Becky her her revenge at SummerSlam, which obviously did not end up happening, which is now going to happen here. So it just makes sense. I think the plan all along was you know, for them to get in a few, I mean, we know this for like almost a year, basically, um, that it was going to be Trish turning on Becky and then them having a feud. And once the first match happened, um, at night of champions, we knew that wasn't going to be the only thing. So it's like, all right, clearly Trish is going to get a dirty win and then Becky can get the clean win and walk away from the feud with the with the W, she won the war. Um, so it just makes sense, you know. Trish doesn't need to be winning feuds with anyone at this point in her career. Um, I don't really. I'm gonna imagine we go from Becky feuding with Trish to Rhea Ripley for the for the women's world championship. Um, That would be my guess, at least, because Rhea is very, very quickly running out of people to to beat and and to squash, really. Um, So everyone just needs to move on from this feud, I think. Um, Let Zoe Stark stay with Trish, and they can keep doing their thing and maybe do another feud with someone a little bit different, like maybe a Raquel Rodriguez or an, uh, a Liv Morgan, maybe just like target someone, another baby face and basically just do the same thing. Um, but let them get the rub of beating Trish Stratus. And then eventually you can have, um, 
I would say probably you want to have Zoe Stark turn on Trish Stratus and then you do that feud and then Trish is probably done at that point. And Zoe's established as a more credible heel who, you know, the apprentice turning on the master and, and, and beating them basically. Um, so all that to be, all that being said, I, I have Becky Lynch beating Trish Stratus in this steel cage match. Um, let's look at the odds for this one. I have them pulled up for all the matches. I don't think. Yeah, so Becky Lynch is minus 1,000 and Trish Stratus is plus 500. So the odds are unchanged since opening. Uh, these odds are current as of right now, August 30th. So, yeah, so pretty pretty decent odds in, in Becky Lynch's favor to win that match. Um, so, yeah. Moving on to what I think has been the best built or best, um, the best feud on this, that's having a payoff on this card. Uh, Seth Rollins defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura in a traditional one-on-one match. Listen, it's going to be Seth. Seth is going to win. I'm going to go ahead and get that prediction out of the way right now. I have Seth winning. But, man, would it not be so cool if Shinsuke won. It feels like right now Seth Rollins is just kind of on a tour of feuding with people that you know he's going to beat, but you're like, it'd be pretty cool if the other person beat him for the World Heavyweight Championship. Would have been cool if we got AJ Styles as World Heavyweight Champion. Would have been really cool if we got Finn Balor as World Heavyweight Champion. Arguably was the right call and should have happened. Um... And now Shinsuke Nakamura, I would love even more for him to win. But let's be honest, they have never taken him that seriously. I don't think he's ever been legitimately considered considered to win a World Heavyweight Championship in WWE or on the main roster, I'll say. He had that feud with AJ Styles that really was poorly handled and uh, he never won it. And then he had a a match with Roman Reigns where he had some reignited momentum from the uh, the fans, and that was right when Triple H was taking over, but didn't win that one. Um, and now he's feuding with Seth Rollins, and the angle they're taking has been really cool. A, just with they've been presenting him way more badass with just like letting him have a lot of his promos be pre-cut and in pre-taped videos um so that he can speak in japanese and they have captions because he just sounds way more menacing and more natural speaking his native tongue of japanese and having the captions as opposed to having him try to speak english um which just doesn't work as well and it just makes more sense um and he comes across as more of a a a heel and more believable um and just comes across way cooler And then just the angle that they're taking of him, you know, basically saying like, I know about your back. I know you have a really bad back issue and he's taken advantage of that. He's gotten the one up over Seth Rollins three weeks in a row at Monday Night Raw, which if you're a WWE fan, you know, is just only pushing the odds further and further, further in Seth Rollins' favor. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, I just I think it would be so cool to have Shinsuke as world heavyweight champion, but um 
I, you know, they're not going to do it. I've, I've learned my lesson with Shinsuke, same as I have with Asuka, which is a really unfortunate that it's two of the biggest Japanese wrestlers in modern wrestling um, that are being mistreated like this and misbooked. But it's just, if they're in a world championship match, they're going to lose. Um, and if they're, well, I mean, Shinsuke's never been world champion, but, um, you know, it's just anytime he gets a sustained or a reignited push and seems like he has some momentum going again and they might be taking him seriously, they just, it lasts for three to four weeks. He gets the the big match at a pay-per-view and then loses it and then they move on. Like, I would not be surprised at all. Seth Rollins wins this match clean and then Shinsuke just drops off the face of the earth, goes back to the mid card. We don't see him interact with Seth Rollins again. Which again, it's just really unfortunate. It makes me sad. makes me mad. Um, obviously, we're going back to back with pretty much my two favorite wrestlers right now. <laughs> or t- at least two of my favorite wrestlers with Finn Balor and Shinsuke. Um, both of whom uh, have been deserving of um, heavyweight title runs for years and years and years and have not been given them. Um, both of whom have done what they can with their creative, have had some some reignited pushes that have just led nowhere. Um, so I don't know. I just, yeah, I have low, low hopes for Shinsuke in this one, but I think it should be a really good match. It should be entertaining. Um, probably match of the night, if I had to guess. Um, just looking at the rest of the card. So let's look at the odds here real quick. I don't think it looks good for Shinsuke. Yeah. Seth Rollins, it's the same as the Trish-Becky match. So Seth Rollins is at minus 1,000, Shinsuke at plus 500. The odds have moved slightly further in Seth Rollins' favor since the odds opened um, a couple weeks ago. Um, So that's, you know, yeah. That's kind of all you need to see again, you know. It's going to be a good match. It should be fun. The fans are going to be behind probably both of them. Um, But it's going to be Seth. I think they have big plans just to continue his his main event push here. Uh, Next on the card, we have Rhea Ripley defending her Women's World Championship against Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, I have Rhea here. This one was very easy. Probably the easiest to predict. Oh, well, Becky was also very easy to predict. Um, but yeah, Rhea, I I imagine she's going to hold the title until WrestleMania. Um, and they're continuing to just make her look like the strongest member of judgment day, the strongest, uh, woman on raw or SmackDown really. And just one of the best, you know, strongest booked people on the current roster. Um, I think with Raquel, it's going to be the first real challenge that Rhea has had. You know, she, uh, she beat Natalia very handily several times. Um, and she had a really good match on raw a little while back, but it was still never really in question. Um, but outside of that, she hasn't really like had any major feuds. She hasn't really defended the title that much, and any defenses have been pretty much squash matches. So I think this is going to be the first non-squash match. I, I, I do think Raquel will put up a, a bigger fight just 
you know, I think that's the goal, you know, is Raquel is much more of an equal in, in the strength department. So I think they're going to play on that. I think they're definitely going to have Rhea looking a little nervous and scared, but I think she absolutely retains here. It's, they just have, I think too, they have too much going for her. And with the judgment day, it's just like, why in the world would you take the title off of her? Um, you know, can't really offer any more in-depth analysis just because it's like, it's just so clearly Rhea. And the, uh, the betting odds absolutely mack me up on this. Raquel, or Rhea being minus 5,000 to retain. Raquel Rodriguez is sitting at plus 1,000. The odds have moved massively in Rhea Ripley's favor since opening. She went from an 87.5% likely winner to a 98% likely winner. That's like pretty insane odds. Um, just like coming from a, a betting perspective, that's like pretty wild. Um, so it's, it's like very clear cut that everyone thinks Rhea is going to retain here, which I agree with. All right. Next up, we got a tricky one. It's Rey Mysterio defending his recently won United States championship against Austin theory. Now I think the easiest thing to predict about this is that we're going to have Santos Escobar turning on Rey Mysterio. Right. Uh, feels like everyone sees that coming. They've even like hinted at it in within, you know, the the storyline of Grayson Waller saying it's going to happen on the Grayson Waller effect. And then obviously Santos shutting it down. Um, but it just feels like that's where we're heading. I don't love it, to be honest, because I feel like the LWO, like they've had a lot kind of invested in them and they've been featuring them pretty heavily. They've been getting a lot of really favorable um, crowd reactions, selling a lot of good merch as well. You know, one of their higher seller merch sellers. And typically they, they they don't want to mess with that, especially when it's like a baby face. Um, Like if, if you turn Escobar heel, like he is, the face of the LWO, obviously like Ray still is there. And uh, it, it depends too on if it's just Santos that turns heel or if it's all of the LWO turning on, on Ray. Um, I don't know which is better, but it just feels like it's, it's a, it's a risky business move um, that could hurt the popularity of the group as a whole, um, which I know they're, you know, trying to use to, to, to reach more to um, to Spanish-speaking audiences, to, to Latinx audiences. Um, and not to say that they wouldn't still, you know, feature them heavily or whatever if they were heel, but it just feels like they've got, you know, they got the LWO chant going um, and Santos has been getting more and more over with the crowds as well as Zelina. So I just wonder if, it's the right time to do this, but it feels like with what's been happening the past few weeks, it feels like this is very much where we're headed. So that's, that's like one wrinkle is like you, you, you figure like this is going to come, it's coming, it's going to happen at payback. But when is it going to happen? Cause for me, that is what determines the outcome of the match because you could either say, 
It's going to go one of two ways. LWO, I'll just say LWO because it's going to be at least Santos Escobar, if not also everyone else in the group. So they turn on Ray during the match and they cost him. So he loses. Theory is now your U.S. champion again and you have Escobar slash LWO, maybe, maybe not, uh, versus Ray and then we get that feud and we keep going. Or Ray retains over Theory, gets the win, but then after the match is when the heel turn happens. And then we have the feud and it's for the U.S. title. Um, I think that makes more sense because A, I don't like hot potatoing titles. Um, so for Theory to lose it to Ray to then, what is it? two, three weeks later, lose it right back to theory, and then you just move on to someone else. I don't like that. That just doesn't sit right with me. Um, I, I think it makes more storyline sense, too, that they would wait, that Escobar would wait until Ray retains or he may even help him retain may even get involved um, and interfere in order to help Ray retain because he wants to beat him for the U S title. And that's where the heel turn comes from because it's like you took my opportunity. It's exactly what Grayson Waller said, right? You, you took my opportunity, you stole it from me and you won the title and that was supposed to be me. And like you stole the spotlight from me, blah, 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 blah. I think that makes more sense. Um, because then it's like it makes like you understand why he's going after him. I think that's going to be the reason why he turns on him either way. Um, but I think the feud is better if it's over the U.S. title and you have Escobar beat Ray for the U.S. title. I think that is how I would go. Because I think no one wants Theory as U.S. champion again. And I think you can you can do better things with... Ray or Escobar as U.S. champion moving forward because then you have a babyface champion. Well, if it's Ray, you have a babyface champion going against heels. If not, you have Escobar as a heel champion, but it's all fresh matchups for his feuds. So that's my thought on that. So I have I have Ray Mysterio retaining because I th- I think that makes more sense. It's more logical to have him retain and then have the heel turn as opposed to have the heel turn and have him lose the title. So, Rey Mysterio to win. Let's go to the odds. Rey Mysterio slightly favored. He is minus 500. Austin Theory plus 300. So, those are, I believe, spoiler alert, the closest odds of the night. Yes. So, I, I yeah. I just hope they don't give it back to Theory. I just, I really don't want him as a US, as a champion again. I just, I can't get into him. I think a lot of people can't. So we'll see though. I just don't want this to be a match that ends up being overbooked. I think we're okay with, unfortunately, with Pretty Deadly being sidelined with the injury. They won't be because it felt like they were getting involved in everything with Theory and it felt like a lot of his matches were being overbooked 
and I feel like with them and with the LWO, it just it feels like this is a match that could end up being overbooked, but I think we should be okay. Because, <clears throat> um, I mean, Grayson Waller is also lurking because it's Escobar and Ray versus Waller and Theory on SmackDown, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so let's just hope... I, I This is just one of those matches and feuds where it's like... I'm not like so wrapped up in it, but they could lose me real quick or they could pull me in real quick. So I just hope they do the right thing. All right, cruising through. Next up, we got LA Knight versus The Miz in a battle of the mouthpieces. Um, This feud's been fine. You know, like we've gotten some good promos from both of them. Obviously, everyone's been talking about The Miz impersonating LA Knight on Monday Night Raw. Which is fine. It's been good. Um, but I, I think it's very clearly LA Knight gets the win here. You know, like it feels like, you know, we're still on the slow burn push to the top for LA Knight. And um, I think this is just another stepping stone, another kind of placeholder until, you know, they move him up to bigger and better things. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I like, I understand and I agree that like the stuff that Miz has been doing on the mic has been good, but it's just like, I don't know. It's still just more of the same and we've seen it time and again. And it's not, I don't know. Maybe I just am kind of burnt out on the Miz, but it just feels like they do this with him for the past like 10 years at this point where it's like, He's doing nothing. He's doing nothing. He's doing nothing. He gets a high-profile feud with someone who can really match him on the mic. He then, like, ends up impersonating them, and everyone thinks it's hilarious, and it's like anyone can impersonate them, though. And then, because it's like he's done it with The Rock. He's done it with John Cena, and he's done it with L.A. Knight. Those three people, arguably, like, the three easiest people in wrestling. (laughs) to impersonate, right? Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not trying to like hate on the Miz because I do appreciate what he does. I do think he is one of the most entertaining superstars we've had in the modern era. Um, And I think he's very underrated in the ring, but it's just annoying when it's like, it just feels like it's like, oh, we're doing this again where everyone's like, oh my God, the Miz like top four all time. Like give him his flowers. So underrated. Look at this. So entertaining. And then we just forget about him for five months and everyone's like, oh my God, like, oh yeah, the Miz still works here. That's hilarious. LOL. Like, and then all of a sudden it happens again. You know, it's just like, it just happens over and over and over again. It's like the like Ryan Fitzpatrick thing with the NFL for like his entire career where it's like, a team is doing terrible. They sign him as their backup. Their starter gets hurt. He comes in, has like four or five like killer games, signs a deal with them, and then just like sucks it up and then gets cut. And then it just sucks all over again. And it's like you get to the point, it's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, don't forget about him. He's really underrated. Like, why is no one giving him a chance? And then he does this. And then, you know, he overperforms and then everyone's like, Oh my God, Ryan Fitzpatrick, what's going on? Like, wasn't he, 
you know, on the waiver wire three weeks ago. And then it just, it starts over. It's just like, oh my God, like we're doing this again. So that's where I'm at right now with this, this Miz stuff. So I think it'll be a very, very average kind of bland match, to be honest, because neither of them have move sets or arsenals that are particularly uh, exciting, to be honest. Like both of them have their, like make their money on the mic. So it'll be fine. Um, but I think the crowd will be very invested in it. So I have LA Knight winning. Let's see what the odds have. Yeah. LA Knight minus 5,000. The Miz plus 1,000. So tied with Rhea Ripley. 98% chance that LA Knight wins according to the odds. So, yep, I agree. And then the last match on the card as of right now, August 30th, um, is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships against the Judgment Day in a Steel City street fight. Um, I think this one's kind of obvious as well that it's going to be Owens and Zayn retaining. A, I think... They're not done yet with the with the tag titles just because they've had to basically be put on hold for like a month and a half with both of them getting injuries, unfortunately. And it's been clear that they have plans for them because if they didn't, like any other tag team where it was just like, oh yeah, we didn't really have like a whole lot of plans for them moving forward. If both of them had injuries like Owens and Zayn have, uh, they would have just like stripped them of the titles, right? Had like forced them to vacate them. But they clearly have plans because they've both been injured um, for several weeks at different and at the same times. And they haven't really talked about it that much. They No one's brought up like, hey, why aren't you being forced to vacate the titles? Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think they clearly have something else in store for them. So for that reason... That's one of the reasons why I have them retaining. The second is that the Judgment Day team will be Finn Balor and Damian Priest, and obviously they have their own thing going on, and clearly it's going to lead to one of them turning on the other. Um, so obviously they're not winning the tag titles, and I think we definitely get much more development at payback. We may even get the payoff at payback with whoever it is that's going to be turning on the other doing that on uh, Saturday. Um, so on top of that, we've been getting this feud, like basically since WrestleMania, I mean, I guess, um, backlash, was it backlash that they had like the rematch against the Usos? But then since then it's been all Owens and Zayn versus judgment day, any iteration you can think of. Um, and then they've also been throwing, um, Seth Rollins into the mix. They've been throwing, um, JD McDonough into the mix now. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's been going on. It's been, they've had some sort of a match between those two teams every single week for like seven weeks in a row. So, I think everyone's kind of done with this feud too. So I think a, we, this will be the last time we see them interact with each other with Owens and Zayn retaining. And then on top of that, I think we see, um, 
I think we see a payoff with either Finn or Priest uh, turning on the other. I am very curious to see where they go with that storyline of who turns on who, where do Rhea and Dom fall, who do they stay loyal to, or are they like fully a part of the turn as well? Um, very curious. We'll see how they get involved as well with it being a street fight. Um, you know, obviously that means no disqualification. So I'm sure we probably won't see Rhea out there just because she has her own match. But we'll definitely see Dom out there basically being making this a handicap match. Um, so I don't know if we get someone else like coming out to kind of save Owens and Zane. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like rack my brain. Has anyone else like helped them against the Judgment Day recently? I guess Cody. Cody Rhodes might come out and because he's been feuding with the Judgment Day for like a month or so. Yeah, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I just, I think it's exciting and smart that they made this not just like a traditional match and made it like a street fight. That'll, you know, changes it up, freshens it up, gives it some spice, um, keeps it interesting. But I definitely still have Owens and Zayn retaining either way. Um... Let's see what the odds, or the odds say. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retaining minus a thousand. Judgment Day plus five hundred. Yeah, so Owens and Zayn also the betting favorites in this match as well. So there you go. Um, I have Owens and Zayn retaining. Again, I'm just like, I'm not like, oh, this pay per view is gonna suck, but I'm not particularly like jazzed for it either. It just feels like a lot of the matches we've already like seen iterations of them on Raw or SmackDown in the past couple weeks. And I think a lot of the feuds are stale and people are wanting to move move on from them. So, you know, that's kind of maybe just like what this pay-per-view will end up being is just a closing of a lot of chapters and maybe a starting of a couple new ones. So... Um, should be an all right night of wrestling. Um, no, no, nothing too like I think Shinsuke and Seth is also definitely odds on favorite to uh be match of the night, and I don't think has a ton of competition. Um, yeah, I just the street fight could be entertaining, but I think like match of the night, I don't think so. Um, so we'll see. I, again, I don't think they're gonna add any more matches on SmackDown on Friday night um, because like I don't think they're going to shoehorn Jimmy and Jay into that onto on payback and have that match be at payback. Um, I don't really, I can't think of any other feuds that are really happening on SmackDown. I mean, EO, isn't really feuding with anyone. It's like really been like Bianca and Asuka and Charlotte feuding. And then EO is kind of just like, Hey, like I'm still the champion by the way. Like I won it at SummerSlam. Um, so I don't think we get any sort of a match for her. If she does, it's probably going to be 
Oh man, if it's for Charlotte, then she might lose actually. So that's tough. We'll see. I'll pay. I'll pay attention. Obviously, I'm going to watch SmackDown on Friday. So if uh, if that match gets added, if any matches get added, I'll add them to the social media predictions. So keep an eye out for that. But um, yeah, so that's kind of all I have for payback. I couldn't really decide if I wanted to talk about <clears throat> CM Punk or not. I don't think any of my listeners really watch or pay attention to AEW at all. But for those of you that do, I'll just keep this short and I'll just say, I think CM Punk is done at AEW. And if he's not, I think he needs to be. I think, I mean, allegedly he quit after All In, um, told Tony, Tony Khan to his face in a heated confrontation that he quit. We'll see if that sticks, if that actually happened or not. But supposedly he and Jack Perry are both suspended, um, which I think was the right call. I think I think Punk just needs to be done with AEW. I think he needs out. I think they both need to move on from each other because it's just clearly not working. You know, like he's just becoming such a toxicity to the company I think it's just it feels like anytime he's either at a uh, a collision or a dynamite or at a pay-per-view something really really major is happening that's putting him and AEW just in a bad light and is overshadowing it because All In was a massive massive success it was the biggest you know wrestling event of all time um in terms of crowd attendance, it, you know, sold out Liverpool Wembley Stadium. Uh, it's going to go back there next year. It was a massive success. They had some really great matches, but it's just from the get go was and still is just completely and entirely one hundred percent overshadowed by CM Punk and Jack Perry getting in an altercation backstage, which is just so unfortunate because so many people put in so much hard work and effort um, into making that the success that it was. And those two guys are completely taking away from it. But on top of that, it's just so unprofessional and um, immature. And it's just like, again, this is happening again. And it's, it's just like enough is enough. Like you need to move on. And I think CM Punk and AEW need to move on from each other. So um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't, I doubt that they'll address any of it on air um, tonight on dynamite um, or on collision on uh, or um, all out this weekend, which is in Chicago, by the way. So it's going to be a really interesting four or five days for AEW. We'll see what happens, but um yeah. So all that being said, um, make sure you follow me on social media, uh, Sports Talk with Swag on Instagram and Facebook, SDWS Cast on Twitter. I'll be posting all of my predictions um, on social media on Saturday before the show starts. So look out for those. Um, send me an email, sportstalkwithswag at gmail.com with your predictions for the show. Um, I'd love to, love to see what you have. And um, I want to thank you guys for listening. I appreciate your support for the show as always, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.